everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Not Crypto Advice. My name is Russell, and I am here with my lovely, lovely co-host, Paula. Hi, Paula. Good morning. Hi. Good afternoon. Afternoon. It's afternoon. How are Mm -hmm. you today? I'm good. How about you? I am like a little foggy in the head, but... Oh, yeah? Yeah, just sort of... The rainy weather. Rainy, sort of hyped up on coffee without (sighs) any food. Okay. And yeah, but otherwise I'm doing good. Okay. So, well, yeah. good. Got to get you some lunch after this. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. Lunch. Anyway, um, today is Tuesday, July 12th. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Tuesday, July 12th. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Um, this month has been going by pretty quick, but... Yeah. Today, do you know what our topic is today? Yes, I do. One second. Um, <laughs> you got to look it up again. Our topic today is Binance Smart Chain. Yeah, we're going to talk about Binance <laughs> Smart Chain and what it is and uh, how it's evolved and all that good stuff. But before we get into that, we're going to start a new portion of our podcast. We're going to start doing some news because I think it's relevant that people... You know, we've talked a lot about simple concepts of Bitcoin and blockchain and crypto now. And I think people have like grown up a little bit. Now it's time to talk about things that are happening now they're on the pros. daily. Everybody's yeah, a everybody's pro a pro now. now they've so. heard all our episodes. Yeah, they've we listened to experts. every single one. Every, every cryptocurrency person online claims to not be an expert, but then they yeah. are expert. Well, that's or, for legal purposes. Right. Exactly. So, so this is not financial advice. We're not experts. We are we not experts, but you're an expert now because you've listened you to are. all our podcasts. Yeah, That's what I'm trying to say. You became an expert by listening to not experts. You're an expert because this is not crypto advice from not experts. From not experts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So cool. So news. cool. So here's the news. This is our new sound for the news. <laughs> Ta-da. Yeah. So... Um, the news today, there's a couple, I'm not going to talk about all the news. There's just so much of it. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I'll just talk about a few like big ones and I'm going to try to stick with some happy news because there's so much unhappiness out there and like news is all about fear and doom and gloom. I just want to talk about happy news for the most part, but I'm going to end on a bad note. Oh, geez. I like, (laughs) it's like sort of the opposite of normal. Yeah. It's not that bad, but okay. let's see if I actually like these news because I don't like the news ever. Let's let's okay. I love well this. the first one is pretty awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first one is that there is a Bitcoin indicator called the Pi Cycle Top indicator. Mm-hmm. And the it's an indicator that basically looks at two moving averages and Based on when those moving... So let's talk about what a moving average is first. A moving (laughs) average is basically like an average of the price over time. Okay. Okay. And there's different kinds of it. There's like simple and exponential or whatever. You don't need to understand it. Basically, these are calculated... When when we did like the trading charts, you can basically just like find these on there, Mm -hmm. these indicators. But there's two simple... There's two moving averages. And when they cross each other, it... It is an indicator called the pie cycle top. but And so that's used to predict the top of the markets. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty accurate. Um, in this past cycle, it wasn't extremely accurate because 
instead of having one really big blow off top, we sort of had like two smaller tops. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still accurate. I think it was like showing 80% um, that this is the top. So anyway, <clears throat> there's another indicator that's called the pie cycle bottom indicator. And it okay. works very similar to the pie cycle top, but it sh- indicates the bottoms typically, right? This indicator is flashing right now. It's a it's about to cross, which means that are, we are very likely near the bottom for Bitcoin. Mm. The indicator has only flashed like three times in the history of Bitcoin. And it was during 2018 crash, the 2020 crash, and I believe now. So yeah, so that's sort of exciting news. We could be close to the bottom. I wouldn't say that, you know, it's always possible that indicators yeah. don't, you know, they fail at some point. So it's possible we go lower, but it's good news. It, it's, you know, telling us that we're sort of ending this downward spiral and hopefully starting to turn up again. Now, who knows how long till we see an all-time high, but that's a cool indicator. So Okay. That's funny. I had a, a notification in my phone yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was like three in the morning and I was like half awake, half asleep. Yeah. And then I heard my phone. I saw that Bitcoin went down. And normally when I've gotten those in the middle of the night, I'm like, oh, you know, like I get yeah. this like yuck kind of feeling. But then yesterday I was kind of excited. I was like, ooh, maybe this is as slow as it's going to go. Yeah. I don't know. Like I just had like a cool, like interesting energy when I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. It's down. I, my personal perspective is this is a really good indicator. Like it's it's pretty accurate. The only real thing that I'm concerned about is that there are conditions sort of in the macroeconomic Sure. Um, landscape that could potentially lead us lower, but yeah. um, I think I that like I think that a twenty thousand dollar Bitcoin is a pretty good price, and I I am curious at what point you know people start swooping in to just buy as much Bitcoin as possible because there's a point where I think people are going to realize this is insanely cheap. I wonder you know? when that is. It's just tricky when everything else is. Also, based yeah, and everything is super and all markets are going down right now. The housing down. market's like about to the crash. It's market, crashing. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, when do you, I mean, when do people even get money from? Where do people even get money from to put into crypto? Oh, the government just prints it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It'd be interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that's one. That's it. Don't give us the bad one. No. Oh, there's a, I have other good ones. Okay. All right. So the next one is Switzerland's post office apparently i didn't know this but switzerland's post office has a banking arm to it so Mm -hmm. there's it's called post finance i guess is the name of it it's the fifth largest bank in the country with 2.6 million users and they have just announced that they are developing a crypto trading and custody platform so Mm -hmm. pretty interesting the swiss the swiss government which i mean swiss banking is pretty huge so sure they're um you know, going to be adopting cryptocurrency soon. So that's I think cool. I think it's going to be one of these sort of like maybe not this one, but a big sort of macro event that will turn the price of Bitcoin. You know, like yeah, something yeah. huge. It's got to be though. Like it's going to be you know the end of the war in Ukraine or you know Biden Hopefully. being impeached or something. Okay. <laughs> all these like UK, <laughs> uh, well, all these like world leaders right now are being thrown out. Like. The UK Prime Minister just resigned. The Sri Lanka Prime Minister just resigned. 
there's like riots in China because their banks are having bank runs and closing. So some of these big things can happen, you know. Um, Nothing Joe Biden's me anymore. Joe Biden's um, son, Hunter Biden, his uh, his iCloud account was just hacked, and there's like all this stuff released with him with like hookers and crack and like all oh, this crazy God. stuff. So. Yeah. Wow. Really yeah. crazy. The darkness always comes to the light. Yes, exactly. That is how it goes. So that's number two. Okay. All <laughs> that's right. number two of news. Number three is the upcoming ETH merge. We talked about this in a previous episode. Yeah. Um, but they recently serenity. did. <clears throat> yeah, Serenity. <laughs> they recently had, you know, a test. Um, they do sort of like slow migrational sort of tests before they do the full on launch. Mm -hmm. And I think they just did like the second to last or last one. Oh. And it went successfully. So we're getting very close here. And this is another one. Like this could be a a big macro factor, right? Like Ethereum, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Maybe there's something that, you know, this will cause that can cause, I don't know. More people to to jump in. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then number four, there's five in total. The fifth one is that's sort of bad one. But number okay. four is GameStop. Remember we talked about yeah. that the other day? You're asking what the name Just of that. Just yesterday, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, GameStop announced the opening of their own NFT marketplace. So if if anybody was here for 2019, 2020, there was like this GameStop short squeeze that happened. And um, game basically people were shorting GameStop trying to like destroy the company much like what's happening with celsius right now sure and there is a short squeeze and then gamestop prices went way high and they continue to exist and now they're i think because of that the ceo sort of like is pivoting to get more into crypto markets and these degenerate markets so that's a perfect kind of switch though from that gaming industry into nfts it's it's natural too right like it sounds perfect yeah Yeah. so pretty cool i checked it out this morning it looks pretty cool um they already have like a ton of different nft collections on there that are pretty nice too so yeah interesting very interesting. interesting cool um and then the last one of the day this is the bad one and it's you know, it's not horrible. Like in the end, this could actually be fairly good in a way because it could boost adoption. But um, I read something today about France central bank governor announced that CBDCs will be ready as early as 2023. <gasps> no. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like we just talked about that. Not like it hasn't been in the process, but this is something that could really push adoption. Like, with France and in yeah, the U.S., I mean, the, yeah. the Federal Reserve has already talked about a CBDC in the U.S., so that could be something that, you know, pushes us towards mass adoption. Sure. So there you go. That's the news for the day. Very interesting. I like this section. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. We're going to continue doing that so that we can keep up to date on what's going on in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, as well as talking about, you know, informational stuff. So today, we're going to talk about... Binance Smart Chain. You want to define Binance Smart oh, Chain God, for everyone? No. no. Can you? Oh, God. I don't like. Okay. I don't even know where to start. I. Yeah, it all sounds like mambo jambo to Let's, me. Yeah. So there's. Let me say this first of all. Is, okay. Okay. But wait. <sighs> okay. Because now. I let you go. My downloads are coming. Okay. They're coming. Downloads. Basically, what the Binance Smart Chain is, 
Mm-hmm. I love when you define <laughs> stuff and you're like so. I have to get so focused like, because what it is it's so specific, is, and I'm just like when I do that. By the way, I'm replaying the video in my head. Oh, I know. And the graphics, like the it's ones like, with graphics, I appreciate. It's like when somebody asks you a question, you're like, "That's a great question." Yes. That's your time to like actually think about the answer. You're buying time. Yeah. Okay. So you're buying time. So basically, Binance once upon a time in April of 2018. Okay. <laughs> Are you making updates? No, you, no, okay, for okay, real. I, okay. I'm remembering them. I'm okay. visual. Okay. They created their own blockchain mm-hmm. or for their own exchange, and that's why they became this huge giant exchange, right? Am I accurate so far? Well, so they started Binance. Binance was started in, I think, July of 2017. And then, yeah, they, they created like Binance Chain, which facilitated... Um, Everything that happens on Binance, more or less. Exactly. But there were some problems with that because that's just part of anything you create. And then... Okay, that's not true. So... Oh, okay. So wait, <laughs> There are I no had, problems with that. Well, not problblems, but there were things that they could uh, make better. There were just things yeah, that they could improve on. Yeah. Right. So from those improvements, I also heard there were a lot of problems, but okay. Um, I, did, I mean, I don't... I don't know. Whatever. Where I'm going to, though, yeah. this is the revelation, is they created a better solution, and then they created Smart Chain. Okay. So, <laughs> let me explain what it actually is, because I don't think that's very... It's not the best definition. I mean, Sorry. I think it's super complete. Okay. Go. I'm kidding. Go. <laughs> All right. So, we have Binance, right, which is an exchange um, started in 2017, and then you know, about a year later, I guess, they launched Binance Chain, which is sort of like um, a chain that handles, like, things that go on behind Binance. Um, it's it's used for governance, which is, like, voting and for fees. And it's really, like, the chain of BNB, which is, like, their token, their coin. Mm-hmm. Okay? So we started with that. The pro- The issue with that is that that's all that it does is it's just, you know, a transactional money sort of blockchain. And so later on in 2020, um, CZ, who's like the CEO of Binance, created, uh, or I guess his developers created Binance Smart Chain. And so what Binance Smart Chain is, it's essentially like Binance's equivalent of Ethereum. Okay. So BNB is the token, like ETH or like Mm -hmm. ETH is the token. Mm -hmm. And then Ethereum is the blockchain and Binance Smart Chain is the blockchain. Mm -hmm. The power of Ethereum comes in that you can have smart contracts, right? So think of it this way. And I've been actually coding a bit in Ethereum and Solidity. So I'm learning a lot more about how this stuff happens behind the scenes. And maybe I can like kind of give you some mental representation of that so you know how like a computer you have software on a computer and you have a keyboard and a a screen and you can sort of transact in a way with your computer you or software on your computer so you open up spotify and you want to listen to music so you click the artist of the person and it plays music to you right so what's going on is there's a there's a program running and you're interacting with that program okay Mm -hmm. What Ethereum is, technically, is they call it like the Ethereum virtual machine, which is 
Ethereum as a blockchain is essentially like a big computer, a giant decentralized computer that runs software on it, which is smart contracts. They're software. They're actually coded software, just Mm -hmm. like what you would run on your computer, essentially. And then people can interact with that. The power of it is that it's decentralized. So there's not one computer that can be taken down or something like that. It's all over the world. And tons of people can interact with it in and also you can interact with it in financial means right not just like play play music whatever so you know some of the main issues with ethereum are it's expensive it's slow Mm -hmm. um i think that's probably the big two is it expensive and it's slow okay and so that's what Binance Smart Chain sort of aimed to solve those problems. And they did in a lot of ways, right? Binance Smart Chain is extremely fast and it's extremely cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, in the height of the market when Bitcoin was 50, 60,000, to do like a normal transaction on Ethereum could be anywhere from, you know, 80 to $200 for a transaction fee. Okay. And... For Binance Smart Chain, at the same time, we're talking about like pennies. Mm. Okay, so significantly cheaper. Um, so that's like one main benefit. Now, here, here's like, I guess, I, this is like really tough. Hold on, I have Go a ahead. question. Yeah. Because in one of the videos, um, I heard that one of the problems that the Binance Smart Chain has is that it's not decentralized. Yeah, so this is, this is like, uh, it's actually that goes right in touch with like what I'm was about to say, which is researching. Like I've used Binance smart chain before myself and it works very similar to how Ethereum does. You can use it in MetaMask and with all these, you know, basically the same as Ethereum. Mm -hmm. The only thing is while researching this, there's not a lot of really good consistent information Mm -hmm. about BNB like Binance chain or Binance smart chain. They're two different networks that sort of work together they communicate with each other okay there's just not a lot of great information about it like i feel like nobody really knows what's going on behind the scenes except for maybe cz and so i think that was one of the things is in the beginning a lot of people were like this is not really decentralized because it's run by binance it's like owned by binance and the other thing is that on ethereum there's validators, which are people who basically mm-hmm. check transactions before they're mined onto the blockchain and they validate transactions. On Ethereum, there's like 70,000 or something. There's a ton of them. On um, Binance Smart Chain, there's like 21 of them. Okay. Okay. And so there's not 21 in total. It's just there's 21 used every day and they they alternate between the 21 to validate transactions and then they earn a fee. And the consensus mechanism, which is like proof of stake, proof of work is, you know, Bitcoin is proof of work. So you mine Bitcoin using hardware, computer hardware. Mm-hmm. Ethereum is still proof of work, but it's switching over to proof of stake. Mm-hmm. Binance Smart Chain uses proof of staked authority. Okay. It's basically the same as proof of stake. Oh my god. Right? So it's your the the you have to stake BNB coin to become a validator. 
Okay. The 21 top stakers of BNB coin, the people who have staked the most BNB, the 21 top of the day, mm-hmm. become the stakers of the day. And they, I'm sorry, the validators of the day. And they validate all the transactions. They switch between them and validate all the transactions. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, I think p- partly that is also like, you know, that's not very decentralized. It's 21 different people. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Let me explain to you. The authority part just means that Binance knows who you are. Like you have some sort of um, authenticity to you. They know like that you're a person and you're not. Okay. Like you uh, were like another, certified or verified. Or yeah. Whatever. Like basically you have to stake that on Binance and you have to KYC in order to be on sure. Binance. So they know who you are. So it's, I guess, preventing you know, large institutions and stuff like that from becoming validators and okay, whatever. So, yeah. So I think that is sort of why, and I would agree. I think, you know, at least at that point. Now, here's something else that I've learned is that, and we'll get into some of the other stuff, um, some of the other mechanisms, but I've learned something else about Binance recently that I didn't know and I guess I should have known this but in February of this year they Binance sort of like merged Binance chain and Binance smart chain into like BNB chain okay so they I know I know (laughs) this is why I'm like trying to it's very confusing so basically they took what they're trying to do is actually remove themselves as like a centralized authority and combine these two chains into one because BNB chain is sort of the governance, the voting, and the fees. And then Binance Smart Chain is all of the contracts and all of that stuff. So there's Binance, Binance Chain, Binance Smart Chain, Binance BNB Smart Chain, BNB. Oh God. Now, okay, so now what it's called is BNB Smart Chain which is like the new combined everything sort of Binance chain. And and from what I read, basically what they're trying to do is turn BNB chain. It's a combination of the Binance chain, which is called their beacon chain, like their main chain, and the Binance smart chain. They're combining them to facilitate MetaFi. So... KK? <laughs> Yeah, I know. What? So <clears throat> we talk about like DeFi, right? Yeah. <laughs> like decentralized finance. Mm-hmm. There's other words like GameFi, which is like me- gaming finance, like, okay. you know, play to earn games. Um, SocialFi, which is like social media finance, you know, integrating finance like crypto wallets into social media. So there's all these different things. And so their goal is to use BNB Number one, to like make BNB smart chain fully decentralized, separate entity from Binance. And also mm-hmm. like the they one way that they're doing this, I guess, is they're saying that BNB no longer stands for <clears throat> Binance, whatever. It stands for build and build. Bill, build and build. Build and build. So yeah. Don't just build once, build and build. Wow. Yeah. 
So anyway, MetaFi refers to the combination of, it's sort of like an umbrella term that okay. encompasses Metaverse, DeFi, GameFi, SocialFi, Web3, and NFTs. You know what this reminds me of? <clears throat> the LGBTQ plus um, yeah. genders, how there's like 88 plus. There's like 88 and genders. And like the first one, like super simple, like you're born a woman, yeah. you're born a man, you're born a woman with like blah, cis, blah, 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 and then you're something, something else. And then each description gets longer and longer and it's like, an addition to the previous 60. Yeah. But there's eight more additions to that. So you're all that plus this all that. And it's like, excuse me, that's awesome. But it's how do you confusing. expect anyone to keep up with this? Yeah. That's I, my favorite. It is very finance. confusing. I think they're, I think they're <laughs> really trying to simplify it because previously their combination of two chains, I think was a little bit misleading. Yeah. Like there's Binance, there's BNB coin mm-hmm. and then there's bnb chain that's why i like bitcoin and it's just like so it's straight simple. up it's yeah like, i know you either have it or you don't and it's gonna be up or it's not and or that's it's that right like, it's so yeah. easy i love it yeah it's it's simple simple so yeah um here's my personal stance on now binance whatever we want to call it. bnb smart <laughs> chain whatever yeah. chain so i've used um binance smart chain before in the past i haven't used it like insanely extensively but i've bought a bunch of different tokens on it and whatever um one of my main issues with it is that the entry points into using bnb are very difficult and the exit points are very difficult so like there's a lot of steps to it is that what you mean it's difficult no what i mean is it i mean i guess you could say there's a lot of steps to it but it's very difficult to in my experience, now this may be different too, um, but it's pretty difficult to go between like the Ethereum blockchain and Binance Smart Chain. Mm-hmm. And the only, it's not like it's super difficult. It's just like there's like catch 22s built into it. Mm-hmm. For example, you need, you need BNB coin to transact on Binance Smart Chain, but it's, you can't buy it without it. it's weird like you have to buy bnb so basically through well, ethereum so no. no so basically this is what i'm getting at is okay. binance has Very structured confused. this in a way where it's designed to encourage people to use binance because the easiest entry and exit into the binance smart chain is by having a binance account Sure, if you it's don't, their exchange. That's what makes it not right. decentralized, right? Right, and if you don't yeah. have a Binance account, you... So previously, there was a Binance <laughs> bridge where you could bridge... Um, like, Binance had their own bridge that they, they coded mm-hmm. and whatever, where you could basically transfer from, like, another blockchain like Ethereum into Binance Smart Chain. Sure. Okay. Um. They got rid of that a while ago. So now, like, the the really only... I may not be saying this completely accurately, but from my understanding, the, the easiest way to get assets onto Binance Smart Chain is by having a Binance account. If you don't have that, somebody either has to send you some BNB so that you can transact on it, mm-hmm. or, I don't know, it's difficult. Okay. So that's one of my biggest... Pet peeves about it is that it's pretty difficult to go from anything on Binance Smart Chain to a different chain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. However, 
But do you think that they're they obviously are intentional about that because they just want you to stay in their ecosystem all throughout? Yeah, and that's why they probably closed the bridge too because yeah. you didn't need a Binance account when that bridge existed. But exactly now you do. Now you do. There are other bridges out there, but I some of them are like so crappy that yeah yeah. So, but here's the here's the good side, right? Um, is that there, the fees are like nothing. I mean, it's, mm. you know, and that matters. The only thing is you get, there's fees for moving on and off Binance Smart Chain. Right. Um, so who knows, you know, that depends on each person who's trading, if that's worthwhile or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's very fast too. So like Ethereum, you can submit, submit, you know, a transaction. And oftentimes it can take a very long time, you know, Depending upon what gas fee you pay, mm-hmm. if you don't pay a sufficient gas fee, your transaction can get hung up for, I've had transactions hung up for like an hour or more before. Oh, wow. Where they're waiting to validate because in the moment when I clicked, you know, send the transaction, all of a sudden the price jumped and mm. all these other people, you know, in the mempool waiting for their transactions were starting to pay higher fees. So mine got sort of thrown to the back of the the line sure and then you just have to wait until all those other transactions go through and then yours can go right whereas binance smart chain every time i've ever done anything it's like a second like it's pretty much almost instant um and that's because their block times are like three seconds literally so they're mining a new block every three seconds Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and i think they're able to do this because the small number of validators, the centralization, say, that kind of stuff. Small and more yeah. streamlined and less components to deal with. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's trade-offs. The other thing that I would say, and this is not reflective of Binance per se, it's just reflective of like the entire crypto community, is that um, from my experience, a lot of degenerate sort of projects pop up on Binance Smart Chain first, at least before Ethereum, because it's cheaper to deploy a contract um, and more, you know, people can purchase it with less fees. So like when you're, so what do you mean by that though? What does that look like? So I, I mean like the shitty, like, uh, you know, shitcoin projects show up on oh, Binance usually first because okay. here's why this is my assumption. I don't know if this is completely accurate, but it costs significant money to transact on Ethereum. Sure. Right. So you have to be making significant transactions. Like you have to be transferring thousands of dollars or whatever to make Mm -hmm. it worth paying that hundred dollar fee to get a transaction written onto the blockchain. Whereas, you know, the everyday sort of degenerate gambler crypto person who wants to buy, you know, dog flocky, Eno moon, Elon Musk coin. Mm hmm. They're probably not trend. They're probably not buying ten thousand dollars worth of that coin. They're probably buying two hundred dollars worth of it. Sure. And to buy something for two hundred dollars and pay a hundred dollars in gas fees doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense. So they're gonna do it on Binance Smart Chain because it's pennies versus hundreds of dollars. So okay, so you get what you pay for. Yeah, and that's not a critique of Binance Smart Chain per se. That's just a circumstance of they have cheaper fees, right? Yeah. So it's not like you know that's their fault it's just people are gonna go with whatever is cheaper yeah yeah you know? for sure so interesting yeah. okay so now it is 
officially BNB chain. And I guess we'll see what happens in the future. I mean, it is more or less compatible with Ethereum. Like it's built on the same sort of platform. So you, you're, we're going to see some of the same sort of growth in BNB chain. It's already taken over a lot of trading volume from like the Ethereum blockchain. Okay. Um, because of the fees and whatever. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay. You have any questions? That was enlightening. Enlightening. I know. Mm hmm. I know I don't have any questions. Okay. It's very confusing. It was very difficult finding reliable information. I mean, every single video that I watched said different things. And we, we even watched one where I don't know who it was, but it was straight up. The one not, that you were like, that's I, a lie. I mean, that's one second into it, I was like, that's not even true. He looked pretty good. Like he, I liked the way he spoke. But he was talking <laughs> bullshit. But so it's totally important wrong. to know where you're getting it's information so from. Yeah. In such an information overload, you don't even know what to believe. I think the best thing to do is find the information that's closest to the source. So yeah, finding information directly from Binance about it is important. Like I read a lot of the stuff. Yeah, but from, then you then you feel like they're just marketing to you. You know, <laughs> it's true. It's true. They are and. Y- you know, you have to take everything with a grain of salt, but a lot of the information that I found about the BNB chain was directly from their website. Right. So. Hmm. Tricky. Okay. Tricky. So go out and try BNB chain. While I go buy Bitcoin. Yeah. Go buy Bitcoins <laughs> then. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not financial advice. So yeah, you do, do whatever, whatever you, you want do. with your money. Do whatever you want to do. We're going to do what we want with our money. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that's all we I got. We should start with getting some lunch. Yeah, we should. I'm pretty hungry. Yeah. Thank um, you. I like the news um, section of our episode. I do too. It sort of brings some relevance to what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It more. I like it. It's good. Well, we'll continue doing that. Um, thank you all for listening into mm-hmm. another episode of Not Crypto Advice. My name is Russell. Um, that's Paula. And what was I going to say? Oh, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, we would really, really, really appreciate it. If you could take one second of your day, maybe not one second, let's be realistic. Five. Let's take 30 seconds of your day and just give us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on yeah. right now. Um, only five star reviews though. Thank you. <laughs> no. Um, seriously review it so that other people can learn more about our podcast and get the same great information that hopefully you're getting and yeah follow us on twitter nca podcast mm-hmm. and say hello and do all the stuff like share subscribe do yes. the stuff do it it'll help us get motivated to keep doing this yeah and just grow as a community right yeah i like so. it thank you cool thank you guys Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. We will see you on Thursday. Yep. Peace. See you then.